When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and... Go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Adam, we're going to be dashing the hopes of Broncos country, namely me, because I have come around to where you have been from the beginning on this, and that is Aaron Rodgers is not going to be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, at least in 2021. Yeah, dashing the hopes for sure. Dashing is in Hunter Beater Dash, little Olympics shout out here as we get ready to, uh, I guess, watch the summer olympics of 2020 in the summer of 2020 weird year for sports can we i'm sorry i'm going to tangent right away here the 2020 euros just finished up a couple weeks ago i was big into that i always watch those um the 2020 euros ended in the summer of 2021 the 2020 olympics are getting ready to start in the summer of 2021 but we well, can't still a covid outbreak oh, and a state of emergency in japan and cardboard beds that you can't uh, enjoy your uh, intimate time with your special uh, special friend. Shout That's out a- to Ryan Green with CBS4 because he said, I see all you got to do is move the mattress onto the floor. The, there it is. Boom. Done and done. Although, yeah, it's still pandemic-y uh, all over the place. I'm coming to you from a garage in Florida making sure I mask up everywhere I go. So not to get too far into that because that's not what we're here for. 
what we are here for is again to dash the hopes of uh, most Bronco fans who were I think on the same page as you for a long time that this was something that was going to happen that Aaron Rodgers was clearly unhappy with the Packers and wasn't coming back like that's the thing that you just kept he's not coming back he's not coming back he's not coming back and for me and I'll just kind of reiterate this because we've talked about it but for me it it never really seemed as if that was a solid outcome because every time you think about his options his his options were never as good as we wanted them to be and the Packers always kind of had the upper hand if you're not going to play for us, fine, then don't, go, don't play for us. We'll play Jordan Love, and we'll see how that goes, and, and you'll miss a year. If you want to, you know, take a year off because of COVID and you want to do that, go that route, that's fine. Do that. It just pushes back the contract stuff for a year, and we don't have to worry about it. If you want to come back, come on back. We'll welcome you with open arms. And for Rodgers, he never had the right – I don't know. He just – he didn't have the upper hand. He never had the leverage that we – as Bronco fans wanted him to have. And so it just never felt, and I, I believe me, when it first started happening, I was 100% in. I placed a bet on the Denver Broncos to win the Super Bowl. They're not going to do that. That's $30 out the window unless I can cash that out. You know, I mean, it was, there were things that were happening. We, I cashed out my bets in the draft for uh, quarterbacks that I thought the Broncos were going to pick, which ended up being the right move because they didn't draft a quarterback. We'll come back to that. And it just never seemed to be the thing that was going to work out. So I hate being right on this one. I really wanted Aaron Rodgers to kind of force his way into a trade. But at this point, there's more of a likelihood that Deshaun Watson becomes the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. And that one's at zero as well. At least that's my opinion on that. So uh, a bit of a bummer. I hate to be right uh, on this one, but I think I probably am. Now, there is still a scenario in which something could still miraculously happen. So the Packers will have training camp. They'll report next week. There's three teams that report this week. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tampa or the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys report on Wednesday. That's when they're eligible to report. The Buccaneers are eligible to report on Saturday. And then every other team is eligible to report next Wednesday. That includes the Green Bay Packers. Now, there's a, there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers will still not show up. We still have not heard from Aaron Rodgers or his camp on what he's going to do. So he still may not show up. And if he really wants to get out of Green Bay, he could turn into a malcontent like James Harden was with the Houston Rockets and forced his trade to the Brooklyn Nets. There is that possibility. Is it likely? That doesn't sound like Aaron Rodgers, but – it could happen if they, if he really wants to get out of Green Bay, if he's really fed up with Gutenkust and Murphy and all that, if, if, if that's what he wants, he could turn into a malcontent and just be like, you know what? I am going to burn this mother effer down until you trade me. Yeah, and you said it. It doesn't sound like Aaron Rodgers. I think everything we've heard from him up to this point has been, I love my teammates. I love Green Bay. I love uh, being in the community. I don't want to screw them over. And so I'm not going to screw them over. Uh, and, and again, it just sort of comes back to the fact that a, he doesn't have the leverage and B he's, he's not that kind of player. He's going to go out just like he did last year. I think he saw the writing on the wall as far as um, what, what was going to happen in the future with him. He could tell the direction that the Packers were going by the fact that they wouldn't draft a receiver for him. And 
So he went out and just proved him wrong and just became the MVP and said, I'm going to be the best quarterback in the NFL and you're going to have to deal with it. I think they wanted to trade him. I think they wanted to unload him so they could move on to the Jordan Love era. And he made it impossible by becoming the MVP, by being the best quarterback in the NFL for a season. And now what do they do? And I think that sort of comes back to the thing that we've talked a lot about that I bought into that uh, I think a lot of people didn't want to buy into, but it just made the most sense to me. And that's the whole idea of at this point, the Packers are going to wait to trade him anyway. Packers are not going to trade him until after the 2021 season so that they can get the maximum value out of the 2022 draft. So let's say the Broncos go five and 12 uh, because now I have to add that extra game. in. we still don't like that 17 game season. The math is hard, Uh, but let's say they go five and 12 and they've got a top five pick. Now they're in the running for Aaron Rodgers because they've got a top five pick that they can then trade and they can give a couple of first round picks and blah, 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 blah. That's what the, that's what the Packers want. The Packers want another uh, good season with Aaron Rodgers so they can trade him for maximum value in 2022, which means now you're getting Aaron Rodgers for one year less. And now is it even worth it? And there's a lot of questions to be had. And it really takes you to the point of how badly did the Broncos mess this up? if Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, because to me, they messed it up royally by not drafting a quarterback in the first round with the ninth pick when there was a guy there that they could have had without moving anybody, without trading any, any draft picks, they could have had Justin Fields and they passed on him for Patrick Sertan the second. Well, I believe he's PS two is going to be great. I, I, I just don't see how you pass on, a potential quarterback of the future, knowing that Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke is your quarterback room and Aaron Rodgers isn't really an option. Well, I think he's an option in 2022 because everything that's been said about how Aaron Rodgers wants the Denver Broncos, that's still the case. That's not going to change in 2022. It's just going to delay it a year. And you said, is it going to be worth it? Absolutely. 100%. We saw the difference. We've talked about this on what Tom Brady did to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So if it means swallowing another year of average to mediocre to horrible quarterback play from Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke, I'll stomach it knowing that we could potentially get Aaron Rodgers in 2022. I will delay it for that. Now, if it doesn't happen, then you're absolutely right about Justin Fields. So in a sense, now I'm kicking the can like the Broncos have for six years or whatever, five since Peyton Manning retired. Six. And here we are. Yeah, it's been, it's been rough. And so I think the other, the other thing that comes out of that, at least from the fans perspective, and that's where we are coming from, how much longer do we have to wait? How much longer will it take for the Denver Broncos to slowly drift into becoming the new iteration of the old Cleveland Browns who couldn't find a starting starting quarterback for years and years and years. And some would argue even with Baker Mayfield under center, they haven't found their guy. Although I think they're probably pretty happy with where they're at. How, how much longer do, does it take? How much longer do we wait until you realize that the irrelevancy, the thing that has caused them to not have a Monday night football game for the first time in almost 30 years has kicked into the point where, Not only are they irrelevant to the media, but now they're becoming irrelevant to players who don't see Denver as a destination because they don't have the potential to win games. And it keeps coming back to that same thing right now. 
great defense. They're going to hold teams to 22 points, but they're going to average 18. And if you average 18 and you give up 22, you're going to lose those games. And it's the same story over. It's a vicious cycle. You know, it's, it keeps going. And Aaron Rodgers was the, like the, the sort of the glimmering hope of maybe we're out of this. And now he's the glimmering hope of, of maybe we're out of this in 2022. I don't want to wait that I'm tired of waiting. Forgive me for being sick and tired of waiting, but I absolutely am. What will be interesting is when, and if Aaron Rodgers reports to the green Bay Packers, what will be interesting is to keep an eye on the sports books who had to adjust all of their odds on the Broncos because they were like you and me, they had to adjust to people jumping on the Super Bowl odds while they were still incredibly high to see how, to see how high they go back up because at what they were between plus 6,000 and 6,500 at most sports books. Some of them still have it around 2000 to 2,500. I know the Superbook has it at 3000. So that'd be what 30 to one. So it'll be interesting to see how, how high they shoot up once all that comes back. And then I will give some advice on this. Once the season is over, before Aaron Rodgers is traded to the Broncos, so this is after the Super Bowl, the, the sports books will put out the 2022-23 Super Bowl odds. Jump on it. Jump on it. That's what they say, right? That's what the kids are saying probably not, not anymore. That's – that's more our generation. So all good. It, it is frustrating. And we, we sort of are going to just, we're stuck in a, in a waiting pattern, right? We are back to circling the airport, hoping that we can land at Aaron Rodgers airport, but I don't think it's going to happen. And you brought up Peyton Manning. It's been six years. It's been six years. We're going to see Peyton Manning, which is exciting, right? We're going to be seeing him on Monday nights. And we're going to talk about that here, but we're not going to see Justin Fields because he's going to be, in Chicago and we're not going to see a potential quarterback of the future battle because I think we've seen enough of Drew Locke and we've seen enough of Teddy Bridgewater. How many teams have to give up on a guy? How many uh, bad throws does a guy have to make before you know he's not the guy? And that's where we're at right now in Broncos country. And I know there's several people out there who want to believe in Drew Locke and, and more power to you. I hope that he proves me wrong. I hope we're talking about Drew Locke at the end of this coming season, like we do now about Garrett Bowles. Made a mistake. Dude's awesome. I'm so happy for him. Because that's how we talk about Garrett Bowles. We made a mistake. Nothing was indicating to us that he was going to get better. He just got better. To anybody. To anybody. Andrew Andrew Mason, who is one of the most honest and truthful and insightful reporters that you will find, even he had no belief in Garrett Bowles at all. So – I'm hopeful. I'm just like you. Hopefully Drew Locke can do it. The odds are stacked against him, and it's not likely, but. Look, I'm used to being wrong, and and I'm happy to be wrong on this one. I'm bummed I was right about the Aaron Rodgers thing. Couldn't it have been the other way around? That would have been better. I wish. That would have been nice. (laughs) I mean, if only we could have switched that up. All right. So we don't get Justin Fields. We don't get Aaron Rodgers. But we do get sort of an interesting, uh, we want to call it sideshow? What do we want to call this? What's going on with Peyton Manning and Eli Manning? And uh, the Monday night football production that they're doing, I, you probably can explain better than I can exactly what it is, but it looks like it's going to be on a bunch of different networks. ESPN two is going to have it Their ESPN plus stuff is going to be covering, uh, you know, this sort of, what, what are we calling it? What are they calling it? Manning 
Manning to Manning is what I think they should call it, actually. They but. should call it Manning to Manning. <laughs> it, the man. So I, I, what I think is interesting in all of this is it's for 10 games each season. It's ESPN will produce it in conjunction with Peyton's Omaha Productions. Omaha. And Peyton and Eli will do it from a remote location. They'll have celebrities, including iconic and current players, will join. The new mega cast offering airs on ESPN2, potential distribution across Disney properties, including ESPN+, complements additional telecast on ESPN and or ABC each week. So I, I will watch this before I watch that Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, Lewis Riddick, poop show abomination of, of a, yeah i i will say at least lewis riddick and brian greasy are better than booger yeah that's it's what happened but is monday that what night it's football? come to what happened it's, to monday night football I, I mean it used to be like the creme de la creme until it got like dennis miller and uh, uh tony, Korn, tony kornheiser they did the tony kornheiser thing for a little while the mike tarico and john gruden were okay i like mike tarico I think Mike Tirico is the best play-by-play guy in the business. Yeah, I was going to say, probably the best play-by-play guy around right now. Um, not a huge fan of John Gruden, but they, they at least had some semblance of rapport. They worked well together, and Tirico could kind of control. John Gruden's con- control the word I'm looking for. I, I'm going to go with it. But, yeah, and I like Steve Levy, too. I feel really bad about that. I like Steve Levy. I think Steve Levy is better suited for hockey, though. I, I agree. When, when ESPN and ABC had hockey back in the day, when the Avs were really good, he used to do games with Darren Pang. And I thought that was a great broadcast crew. I think it was the second or the B team to Gary Thorne and Bill Clement. Why, by the way, with hockey going back to ESPN and ABC, say. how in the F does ESPN not bring back Gary Thorne and Bill Clement? I'm sorry. I, I mean, that's a rant. I, I know people lo- love Doc Emmerich. To me, he's not even on the same planet as Gary Thorne. Uh, anyway, that's a <laughs> complete different tangent. You digress, but, as, as they say. I will watch that Manning to Manning. Monday that's what we're night. calling it, right? Manning to Manning? That's what we're going Yeah, that's what I'm calling it. I like it. Before I watch Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick. And on a side note, I like Lewis Riddick too. Can I just say I like him as a studio analyst? I think that what he brings to the table from the sort of the GM perspective has always been good. They just in the booth, it it doesn't work for me. That's all. So last week there were news conferences from the Broncos to advance the Hall of Fame ceremony, which is coming up at the beginning of August, and they had Peyton Manning and John Lynch. I have said this on Twitter. I think I've said it on this show. To me, it is still surreal, supremely surreal. And I use the word surreal because it is like a dream. I still cannot believe Peyton Manning played for the Denver Broncos. Not only did he play for the Denver Broncos, he was the second greatest quarterback in the history of the Denver Broncos. He had a career most quarterbacks would dream to have in four seasons. And he is Denver. He was at the All-Star game throwing out the first pitch. Granted, it was... Yeah, it wasn't, a, wasn't the best pitch, but you know, he can't feel his fingers. 
So, I mean, he, he's always at Nuggets games. He's at Avs games. He's at Rockies games. I love the fact that he was wearing a Canadian Moose Lips shirt. That's Larry Walker's Twitter handle, which is brilliant, by the way. I, I, I mean, it's just the fact that he is Denver, that he is now, I, I would say he has supplanted John Elway as the face of the Broncos right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's, you know what, that's an interesting discussion because John Elway has been the Denver Broncos and has been the face of essentially the state of Colorado for as long as I can remember. I, I've, I've been alive since, since 1980, I guess. And John I Elway, guess. Has, yeah, I guess it's probably true. Uh, and John Elway has been a part of my life for almost all of those years, drafted in, uh, and then traded to the Broncos in 83. I, I mean, nothing that I remember about my life doesn't include some aspect of John Elway. But if you look at Denver today, look, and just, just, just focus on Denver for this conversation. I know that a lot of our listeners don't live in Denver, and that's fine. I don't either. Uh, but I did grow up, you know, in, in Colorado and, and sort of north of Denver and my Dad grew up in Denver and went to Denver all the time. Peyton Manning is, as you said, he is Denver. But it is it's strange for me to have to admit that. And I don't, not in a bad way, but just sort of you come to a realization that things change. I suppose just like uh, New York was Joe DiMaggio or Joe DiMaggio was New York for so long and then all of a sudden New York, Mickey Mantle was New York. And that change happened. And that happened more rapidly because it went from Joe to Mick and that was it. And in this case, did not like it, did not even a little bit like actually is a big part of the reason Mickey didn't have a better career because he didn't call him off on that uh, fly ball in the world series. And Mickey tore up his knee and uh, the whole story behind that. Look it up. I'm not going to go into it, but two Yankee, two lifelong Yankees fans. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to, it's hard to not talk about. I'm wearing a Yankee shirt right now. Uh, but John Elway has always, I mean, he had the car dealerships. He was the one of drafted the owners of the Yankees. He was drafted by the Yankees. I know he could, he could have been a great Yankee. He could uh, have been not, what, a, right, field? right fielder, right fielder. He would have been starting in right field. I think the story goes that uh, um, he was on Steinbrenner's big board of young players who were going to be starting for the New York Yankees by 1985. That included Don Mattingly, for example, and then also John Elway. And you're going, what? Uh, Don Mattingly should be in the Hall of Fame and John Elway is. So there you go. Um, but it is. It's Peyton Manning now. Peyton Manning still works for the Broncos at times. He's still. Or interns. He, well, yes, I guess he's an intern. Is it a paid intern? I would like to know if it's paid. Like, I'm I sure hope he's it's not. <laughs> the way that he was throwing that mail, that can't be a paid internship. No, that's something that, that you do for free, I suppose. But I think you're right. He is. He's Denver. He is Colorado. He is the representative to the rest of the world for Broncos country in general. And that's not to say that he's not still a great Colt and one of the greatest Colts of all time. It's just different when you see a guy in retirement make a choice like that. And shout out to Andrew Mason again, because he was the one who had a story that says that he is Denver. And that's that's where this idea is all coming from. So shout out to Mace. Check out his story at dnvr.com. And I mean, it's it's true. It, it, it is 100%. There's no other way to say it. It's just the truth. And, and you're going to get to watch more of Peyton over the next few years with this show he's going to be doing for ESPN around Monday Night Football that I think will be fun because also he and Eli, and let's, let's, let's give Eli some, some credit here. 
he and Eli are great together. Whatever you feel about Eli and his credentials as a football player, I don't really care. The two of them together as brothers work well together. And they always have. Just think back to the ESPN commercials where they're uh, acting like brothers and kicking each other and doing the wet willies and things like that. And then you've got the, uh, was it direct TV uh, <laughs> Sunday NFL ticket commercials, which football on your phone, football on your phone is the, is maybe one of the best rap songs in the history of rap. Just check it out. Well, that, that also brings up a point and we've talked about this with Cecil Lammy before, and there have been people hoping and even Mike Cliss brought it up in his news conference with Peyton Manning on a potential ownership situation with the Broncos. And I think this ends that. Yeah, we've, we've come to the end of, of that little dream. And like, like you said, the surrealness of everything, it is a dream. And that one was a dream that was unrealized, right? Peyton Manning. We're dashing the dreams of everyone listening to this this show. This is kind of a sad show, but in an upbeat way, like I don't, I feel like we're kind of, we're feeling good about things. I mean, Sure, I'm as good as you can sitting in a sweat box next to a 2008 Mustang here recording this one because I'm I'm in Florida at my in-laws. But, you know, it is a sweat box in this garage, by the way. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, You can't tell because you're listening, but I don't know if Ian can tell. Like, I'm dripping sweat. It's just ridiculous. I'm going to need a shower when this is all said and done. And this is this is just the show we're doing today, which is fine. I think we're going to need a shower after this Broncos season. Yeah, that's yeah. Again, five and twelve is I think where my head is at. But we're not even going to do. Let's not hold on. Maybe not five and twelve, but probably five and twelve when we get to it. But maybe not. But probably I'm just saying. So, but that being said, with the Manning stuff and the fact that you are going to get to see Manning and and he's not going to be the owner and whatnot, it brings up some interesting questions about the ownership stuff that's going on. And I don't really know where to go with any of that. I kind of feel like. What, like, what do you talk about with the Denver Broncos ownership situation at this point? Because there's really nothing to talk about. I think the one thing that we can make at all, make of all of this is what's not been said. And that is, for the last couple of years, the Denver Broncos have been hyping up Brittany Bowen. They've been propping her up. They've been doing all that they can to say that she is the future. She is the heir apparent Bolin. Yet despite all this, and I said this in our Slack channel, with this court case getting stayed and vacated, with the trust being signed off by the judge saying that there was no undue influence, all that, if Brittany Bowen was really going to be the next owner of the Denver Broncos, they would be shouting her name from the rooftops right now. And they're not. It's dead silence. That the for sale me, sign is up. The for sale sign is up. Now, obviously, we don't know because neither side is really talking. The only thing that we know is the case has been stayed. We have the ruling from Judge Scipione from Arapahoe County Court, I think. But that's it. Neither side is commenting. The lawyers aren't commenting. The trust isn't commenting. Joe Ellis put out a comment that said a lot, but didn't say anything at all. But it was more about what wasn't said and the name that wasn't involved. And that's Brittany Bowen. Yeah, it's pretty clear what's going to happen with that. And uh, speculation aside, um, we're just in a wait and see just like we are with the quarterback situation. Although I think we're not uh, with the ownership situation, it's all wait and see. And that's, that's really all we can do. Uh, And so 
that's what we'll do. We'll focus on waiting and, and seeing, and when things come out, they will. And we'll look forward to the next few things that happen here in Broncos country. One of the cool things that's about to happen, and I do think we should talk about this, and, and, it, and it's all about the Hall of Fame here, which is great. Some great Denver Broncos are going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And it's been a long time coming, and then even longer for some, because they had to wait due to the, the pandemic and the things that happened in 2020. But now here we are, 2021, and we are preparing for uh, a couple of, of really fun moments for Broncos country. We talked about Peyton Manning. We talked about him being Denver. We know he's going into the Hall of Fame uh, in one of, the, one, of the better, one of the better Hall of Fame classes in history. But we also are going to get to see, finally, Steve Atwater become inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's going to get his moment as well. He's going to get to uh, stand in front of all of us and, and, and probably say some really great inspirational things as uh, we have had him say on the show a few times. And uh, I'm hopeful that he can come on at some point again, just to, just to kind of spread some wisdom and just so we can talk to him. I like to talk to Steve. Uh, and, and that's great. And he had a moment uh, that was, that was provided by John Lynch, not necessarily his moment, but John Lynch's moment where he talked about Steve Atwater and, you tell the story better than I do, so I'll let you tell it. Well, John Lynch was uh, second to Peyton Manning. He followed up Peyton Manning in these news conferences that uh, the Broncos put forth, Zoom conference, Zoom conferences. And John Lynch talked about the influence that Steve Atwater played on him. And he said that Herm Edwards and Tony Dungy gave him a, v a VHS tape early in his career at Tampa Bay of Steve Atwater and said, watch this. And the other thing he said, and I put this in the tweet for the story that I wrote for Horse Tracks on Sunday, was that John Lynch gets chills watching Steve Atwater. He, I mean, he gets chills just thinking about him. And as I said, Broncos country can attest to that. So can Christian Okoye. Uh, that'll never not be funny, by the way. Uh, it, it is kind of cool to note, and I, we've, we, myself, I'll, maybe I'll just, I'll, talk, I'll speak for myself here, but I, I think that you as well are kind of on, on board with this. We have often said that we're not as big of fans of people thinking of John Lynch as being a great Denver Bronco. John Lynch spent the last few years of his career in Denver and he did some really good things and, and he did some great things in the community uh, and, and people really liked him. But it always bothered me um, that he was potentially going to go into the Hall of Fame before Steve Atwater. Uh, but, and so the Broncos kind of jumped on that and put him in the ring of fame when maybe he didn't deserve it. And I don't like to take people's accolades away from them. Uh, obviously, he was a great NFL safety. He was uh, one of the best in, in history. And we've always kind of, I don't know, I've, I've always been one of those guys that's kind of thought of John Lynch as not quite a Bronco, even though he was a Bronco. But I do love the fact that he has enough respect for the game itself and that he took something like that to heart. That these two great coaches, Herm Edwards, Tony Dungy, said to him, this is a guy you need to study. And he studied him. And he looked at Steve Atwater and watched his game, and he, uh, you know, learned from that in a way that made his game better. And again, it's just one of those connections that we as fans like to make. It's a great connection to be able to sort of have between those two players, and the fact that they both ended up as Denver Broncos is is awesome. And they're both in the Ring of Fame, and now they're both in the Hall of Fame. I've kind of loosened my stance on John Lynch and the Broncos Ring of Fame, and I said this in the story. Both he and Peyton Manning played the same amount of time in Denver, four years. Obviously, Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning was, was instrumental 
to the Broncos' success that they had. I think you could argue that John Lynch was that for the Broncos' defense. He brought in a mindset for a defense that needed somebody like John Lynch when Mike Shanahan and Pat Bowen signed him. It was someone that they needed to get. They needed that veteran leadership. They needed that presence back at safety that they hadn't had since Steve Atwater and Tyrone Braxton retired. And I wonder how much of this has changed. Had the Broncos and Mike Shanahan not come out and completely crap down their leg in that AFC championship game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, they should have won that game. And they should have gone on and beaten the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl. But they didn't. I wonder how much of that is impacted by this. Because if John Lynch wins a Super Bowl, that argument that they hold against him Changes. You can't make it anymore. Yeah. But the thing it that really I will changes. say this, and we we've said, and I've said this, I create I, I I created the catchphrase. John Lynch was a Pat Bowen Bronco because of everything that he did off the field. He didn't only do it on the field, he did it off the field. And John Lynch did so much off the field. And had he not gotten the job at the San Francisco 49ers, he's he's talked about how uh, a member of his family got sick and they had to move back to San Diego. And then he got the job at San Francisco. He would have stayed in Denver, just like Peyton Manning did. But I will say, if you're going to put John Lynch in the Broncos ring of fame, you have to put DeMarcus Ware in the Broncos ring of fame. Thank you. You have to put Steve Foley in the Broncos ring of fame. Yes. You have to put Al Wilson in the ring of fame. And the biggest slight of them all, you have to put Lyle Alzado in the Broncos ring of fame. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.